Star Wars 7x7 episode 2338. Yes, yes, Ahsoka Tano is supposedly going to be appearing on chapter 13 of The Mandalorian, which drops later today. But before we get there here on Star Wars 7x7, there's a bit of business we have to resolve from chapter 12, The Siege. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So, chapter 13, which as of this recording, and I'm recording this on Wednesday evening, so I can have a Thanksgiving with the family and, you know, just be off for the day. <laughs> uh, chapter 13, we don't yet have a title or a log line for just yet, at least as of this recording, like I said. So... <laughs> that's coming, and that's great. And when this episode drops, actually, it's going to drop about at the same time that the Mandalorian episode itself drops. So I'll be talking with you about Ahsoka Tano, hopefully in short order. But for now, there's something to clear up from the siege. And I did touch upon it briefly in the Mandalorian briefing and also in the mid-season review. But it has to do with those two very startling reveals in the episode. The first one that happens in the lab on Navarro and the second one that happens on Moff Gideon's ship at the end of the episode. So, first of all, let's talk about the lab and the strange humanoid shapes. So, let's get a little more specific about that because, again, now this is something that I'd been clued into uh, via Brian Fontaine from Sixth Scale Scavengers. Oh, what a tongue twister. <laughs> and he pointed me to the Boba Fett fan club earlier this year who had flagged the use of the phrase Boba Fett in the audio description for the Disney Plus show for people who um, need to actually hear the you know narrative description of events where dialogue isn't happening, right? So I was reminded to check that out by the guys at um, Hollow Chronicles podcast earlier this week, Andy and Josh, and check it out for The Siege, which, again, episode four from season two, or chapter 12, if you will. So, according to the audio narration for the part where Mando and Grief and Kara and Mithril find those you know creepy things in the, in the tubes, right? They are described as hairless, disfigured humanoids floating lifelessly. And I saw this other bit online and I I made a note of it, but I didn't make a note of the source and the person, so I apologize for that. But this didn't originate with me is basically what I'm saying, but it's pretty fascinating. The idea that the music, the you know, background music we're hearing while our heroes discover these tanks is Snoke-related music from the sequel trilogy. So the implication being, and, you know, considering what we know about the Rise of Skywalker, is that Dr. Pershing was somehow involved in the experiments to make a clone be able to use the Force. And that is the purpose for which they are after the child. Then there's the matter of the shadowy figures we see in those compartments on Gideon's ship at the end of the episode. And, you know, I thought Shadow Trooper or Death Trooper or Purge Trooper or the actual answer, possibly, 
is Dark Troopers, and that comes directly from the audio narration where it refers to immobilized Dark Troopers. Now, it is hard to say for sure what is meant by Dark Troopers because there isn't any closed captioning to go along with this, so we're just relying on hearing the phrase Dark Troopers and you know, is this meant in title case Dark Troopers or is it meant in lowercase Dark Troopers? And that kind of makes a difference in a way because if it is the title case Dark Troopers and we are building off what those were in Legends, well, those aren't actually necessarily human beings, if you will, inside that armor, those could actually be droids. Yes, I think there is a Mark III Dark Trooper thing that happened in Legends, um, possibly, what, uh, Dark Forces video game, maybe, I think it is? Uh, anyway, where a character where a person can actually wear a Dark Trooper, like, mech suit, basically. But the original levels and a couple of generations of Dark Troopers were actually droids. They were not human beings. So I think the jury's out on that one, for now at least. I mean, I think it's possible for sure that they could really authentically, legitimately mean Dark Troopers, and I'm dead certain that the audio narration is being looked at by the powers that be at Lucasfilm as well, so I'm sure that the phrase was used very intentionally. And so, yeah, I think, yeah, I think I'm kind of putting my money on the concept if I were to put money on it, but I don't think we are by any means guaranteed that that's what it is just yet. I think there is still more to be revealed in that regard. And there's another question that this kind of begs as well, and I will get to that in just a second. I'm just going to give you that reminder I've been giving you over the past few episodes about feedingamerica.org and checking to see if there is a local food bank or food pantry in your area that you can find by putting your zip code into feedingamerica.org because people need your support, especially at this time of year, especially under the pandemic circumstances. Anything that you are able to do would be a beautiful thing to do in these very challenging times. So once again, feedingamerica.org, check in there, your local zip code put in, or if you just happen to know what it is already, if you happen to know about your local food banks and food pantries in your area, then you know do that too. But Feeding America is a pretty great resource as well. Now, here's that unanswered question, which is, how deeply is Moff Gideon involved with whatever may be going on with the Emperor? And so there are kind of two ways to look at that. One is whatever the Empire is evolving into, the final order, if you will, versus whatever the Sith are evolving into, i.e. the Sith Eternal that we saw in The Rise of Skywalker. And the Sith fleet, which actually had Sith officers, which were not necessarily Empire officers, so I feel like we're still not necessarily 100% clear between the Final Order and the Sith Eternal and, you know, how the two meet, basically. But it seems like Moff Gideon is involved on both fronts, because if Dr. Pershing is having a conversation via hologram with Moff Gideon about experiments with clones and midichlorians, right? Um, that's definitely a Sith Eternal kind of focus, right? Because that's what Palpatine is about. And yet, 
Moff Gideon is going around saying, long live the Empire, and is trying to, you know, rally Imperial troops in places and, you know, conduct these operations and so forth. And so it certainly does seem like he is a true believer in the sense that our Allegiant General Pride from the Rise of Skywalker was a true believer in the Empire, even after its initial demise at the end of Return of the Jedi slash with the Galactic Concordance after the Battle of Jakku in 5 ABY. So the fact that Moff Gideon seems to have his hands in both the Sith Eternal and the Final Order side of things suggests that he is really a very powerful player in this whole Imperial Remnant situation and is not to be taken lightly at all. So hopefully we'll learn more about him and his goals and just how powerful he is by the end of this season of The Mandalorian. But for now, that is going to do it for this episode of Star Wars 7x7. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2020 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.